Hi, I'm Tom Yoder, and this is Fieldwork, Misadventures at the Edge of Science. When most of us think of science, we think of lab coats and maybe microscopes in sterile, controlled environments. But there's a whole bunch of science that gets done in much more dirty and dangerous places. Science that is done by biologists, archaeologists, geologists, and a lot of other ologists who do field work where there are sometimes no roads, no shelter, and no backup. But many times, the best stories from the field aren't about the science or the coolest discoveries, but about surviving the fieldwork conditions and mishaps that inevitably happen while attempting to gather data in strange or sketchy situations. After listening to the adventures and misadventures of some of the people who make the Four Corners their home, visit mesaverdecountry.com to plan your next adventure in Mesa Verde Country. Jonathan Till lives in Bluff, Utah. He is an archaeologist and the curator at Edge of the Cedars State Park Museum. Till has been swimming in the ocean of Four Corners deep history for over 30 years and has become a local legend for his knowledge of the archaeology of the area and his commitment to sharing his expertise with the public. Jonathan is a rock star among southwestern archaeologists, and as you will hear, I was pretty excited to talk with him. Our conversation about one of Jonathan's early archaeological fieldwork projects was recorded at Wild Edge Brewing Collective in Cortez, Colorado. Jonathan, thanks for joining me here at Wild Edge Brewing Collective today. Appreciate it. Tom, it's really good to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, cheers. What are you drinking? You're drinking cider I've tonight? I've got some cider, a little bit of apple juice. All right. Let's do that. I'm doing the uh, monkey wrench. Let's start, man. I mean, I want to hear stories. I want to hear adventures, misadventures. So take me to the, the beginning of it. This would have been in 1991, wow. uh, spanning uh, eight months of that time uh, when I worked uh, for the uh, Glen Canyon Environmental Studies program uh, and especially worked with the uh, archaeology component of that program. Uh, uh, that archaeology component was uh, basically uh, given the uh, uh, responsibility of surveying the entire length of the Grand Canyon Corridor, the River Corridor. Wow. Uh, so 270 some miles of, uh, of river, um, in the Grand Canyon, uh, and, uh, neighboring, uh, uh, places along the Colorado river. Uh, we cert- we, um, we documented 500 plus new sites, uh, in that stretch. Um, it was, uh, done over the span of eight months. We did eight 20 day river trips, uh, to accomplish this work. Um, it involved uh, a really interesting, uh, small but interesting cast of uh, characters. There were uh, 12 of us archaeologists working in uh, uh, four crews of three. Each crew had a boat, and each uh, boat, of course, had a river guide, uh, somebody who knew how to get down the Colorado River, because that <laughs> wasn't us. <laughs> there are three kinds of uh, disaster Death, destruction, right? Uh, I, th- I think that I, I'd like to go through here. Um, all of which kind of uh, chased us as we went down the river. Uh, and this was every day, Tom. We would wake up uh, every day and ask ourselves, 
what in the Sam Hill was going to happen. What kind of death what, are we facing today? Yeah, what kind of death are we facing today in these lobster suits as we go through these rapids and hopefully don't fall out, you know, and, uh, in, in some of the largest rapids in North America. Yeah. And most technical rapids, yeah. some of them. Some of them are quite technical. And, and this is low scary. water, right? So, but that boy. can be more dangerous, right? So uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the water situations that we were looking at were incredibly variable because they wanted to talk about the varying releases, right? So we saw stuff as low as, I think, 2,500 Wow. CFS. Wow. I mean, really low. That's really low for the <laughs> You saw lots of rocks in these rapids, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then I think we got as high as uh, I think as high as forty thousand CFS. Wow. So we saw some extremes there. Um, and, uh, y- yeah, I was I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every day <laughs> that I went through there. Um, uh, gosh, thank goodness we did have these really competent river guides. Uh, I, 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 I never felt, uh, I, I, I never felt like I was uh, in wrong, the bad hands uh, from those folks. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so scary stuff there, um, and it got worse in the winter, in the winter months. Uh, but even then, you couldn't let your hair down, um, and we'll get to that in a moment too. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, we we would. I mean, it was kind of a Carlos Castaneda thing where you had death. Your friend Death <laughs> is sitting next to you, you know, all the time. You know, he's on the boat with you, right next to you, uh, while you have your life preserver on. He's kind of like trying to unbuckle it, you know, and and rip it off and daily. Daily, uh, this thing. So, uh, so the the three kinds of uh, uh, vectors of death here that I'd like to get at are um, uh, uh, things that happen on the river uh, because you're on the river. Uh, we saw that, of course, all the time. Things that happen um, while you're working, while we're on the land and doing work. Uh, so there's another interesting uh, uh, source of things there, and then finally, and this is a little bit of uh, little little odd sounding perhaps, but uh, just the the canyon environment itself. Okay, so these are three things that I'd like to pluck at uh, with uh, one or two uh, examples for each uh, to let you know of. Uh, what kinds of things uh, kept me up at night and what kinds of uh, 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 ideas death had when he was sitting next to me in the boat going down the Colorado River. <laughs> On the river disasters, that's, that sounds like a, a very simple thing to start with, man. Uh, uh, um, On the water. I mean, we're there. We're on the Colorado River and we're going down, going down the creek. Uh, um, and... Uh, there's probably no rapid more dramatic than, of course, lava. Lava Falls. It's the big Kahuna Infamous. there. It's the it's the, it's 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 the giant of giants in there. Um, and uh, while I have lots of other uh, rapid stories in there, I this is a good one. Um, so uh, lava is about, uh, it's about midway through the canyon. Um, it's down in the gorge. You're in uh, some, of the, uh, some of the really jagged 
black and blood red and pink rock, you know, the Vishnu schist and the Zoroaster granite is jutting up around you. Uh, you're, um, Those are the old rocks. Yeah, that's the old stuff, man. It, you're <laughs> plotting back in time one plus billion years, man. And the river is pouring over this. Um, and I can't remember what level the river was at uh, that day. It might have been big. It always looks big to me, though, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it always looked big and scary. <laughs> well, uh, what we usually do is we do, usually do this dance of uh, gathering of boats uh, at the top of the rapid to scout it. Um, and at this point, I've, I've gone through this uh, rapid several times, so I knew I was going to be terrified, and I knew what the scene was, but uh, I was uh, starting to get into it, you know. I'm s starting to... Uh, 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 I was listening very closely to the river guides, man, and I was reading water and checking things out and saying, okay, yeah, here's the way to do this, and we were all talking about the, the, the approach to the the river and mostly i'm listening though <laughs> and uh um over all of this we're we have to shout at each other because we're trying we're trying to communicate over the din of the the pounding water going wow. over the rapid i mean it's crashing um i remember it's a bright i remember that it was a bright day it was a very sunny day it was chilly um i don't recall which month it was exactly but it was cold. It was not a day to go into the drink. <laughs> um, so we, 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 uh, uh, we started to uh, watch other boats go out and to uh, go, go through. Boats uh, that were not in your party? Oh, no, this was us. Your party. By the way, this is, uh, so, yeah, uh, after the summer months, you know, after October, that's it, man. Nobody in their right <laughs> mind is out there on the water. All of the people that are out there are us crazy scientists, you know, doing these, these uh, Glen Canyon environmental studies, right? You know, people looking at fish and birds and, and, right. and rocks. The and, and there. Yeah, theologists, yeah. <laughs> Here we come, baby. <laughs> We think we know what we're doing, and then we don't. <laughs> and, well, anyway, so we're watching some of our colleagues go out there, and one boat goes through just fine. They, they navigate it uh, and, and get through after getting pounded note. I mean, we're getting hammered, you know, by just scary waves and all this stuff. But that's okay. As long as you get out on the other side of it, you're cool. So they're going downstream. Second boat goes through, starting to go through. And uh, uh, I won't call anybody out, but the, this uh, particular river guide, who was a wonderful person and well-versed in the river, uh, had a, uh, um, a, a go-with-the-flow uh, type of uh, philosophy. Seems appropriate for a river yeah, guide. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy was really into it. <laughs> and his, his, uh, his motto was, don't interfere with the course of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't doing much uh, once he once he kind of once he got it, once he got himself lined up you know he, he did work at that he got himself lined up and said okay this is what i want to do and we could see his strategy his thing was is really not to do much after that <laughs> well he went in and uh he got over the edge and he got up to the big rock 
the big surf rock. And he got up on that thing. He, the boat went in. And I remember that the water was quite clear, meaning that it was really cold. And the boat came off the rock. And it went off to the left of the rock. But this time, it was just full, full of water. In fact, it filled up with water entirely. It filled up with water and everything that wasn't tied down in the boat, which means only the people, they got lifted up, floated out, and deposited on either side of the boat. And you're watching this from the shore. And we're watching this from the shore. And uh, so we knew that we had to hustle in there, get in there, and go through ourselves really fast to be able to pick up. So there was all that adrenaline going. We're, we're running like crazy to get to our boat and to launch. And we get into the boat, get through there, and the other we got another couple of boats behind us and they get through and uh, uh, meanwhile another boat had gone all the way through bef- before the second boat and was able to uh, pick people up everybody got recovered um, and we uh, went a little ways down the canyon because we were in the shadow of the canyon and it was cold and those folks were just shivering we got onto a beach that had a patch of sun and those people went and just kind of laid down, exhausted, um, uh, uh, and, and took off their clothes, got into the river bags. And we made fires, you know, uh, and uh, got ready to settle down and uh, help them dry out. Because you're, you're really battling hypothermia at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. dangerous situation. Yeah. yeah. We are. I can come back to that later. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> There's more of that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and the, a little f- little footnote to this story is, is that one of those folks that went into the river, uh, he was the youngest one uh, in, in the crowd, and he, he got up and kind of shook himself off and started walking down the beach, and uh, he saw a glint of glass in the beach and he did some digging, and uh, it turned out to be this, it was this wonderful, it was this, the, characteristic glinting green and yellow glass of a Cuddy Sark bottle. (laughs) (laughs) So we all warmed up to that, baby. (laughs) So that was... um, Nice find. So that's that's going through the the, the rapids there. And that was the only time we ever had folks get into the water uh, when they didn't want to. Uh, And it was... kind of an amazing feat. Which was amazing. Uh, You know, it... Yeah. Yeah. One swim. Yeah. One swim. And it wasn't a flip, uh, yeah. which can um, cause further trauma, you know. Sure. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, really lucky that way. Um, but it, it wasn't just the, uh, the water that could get you. And now the second type of yes. death. <laughs> so uh, this, is, this is the walking and working. Um, and we did lots of walking, you know. I mean, through that project, I went through, I only went through two pairs of boots. Other folks went through four or five. I found some really good pairs of boots uh, uh, that I liked and really worked well for me. Others, gosh, um, only went through, I went through two packs. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no zippers. Wow. In uh, a, 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 a river and uh, a river, a wet and sandy just environment. Stuff just yeah, just yeah, gnarly. Uh, so uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, tough tough stuff there. Um, you, you know, all kinds of things that happen on a daily basis, you know, uh, um, while we were walking along, uh, um, especially in the warmer months, uh, uh, both in the fall and the springtime, um, snakes were all over the place. And uh, um, we had one person on our crew. The way, the way that we would uh, organize, ourselves, organize ourselves in the crew, our, our crew chief would be at the, at the, at the bottom there uh, closer to the boats then I would be up in the second tier and then uh, 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 Tori uh, 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 a third member on our crew she would be up at the top um, and so you're uh, walking, walking the high line yeah we're walking transects and mm-hmm. theoretically Tori is up there at the 300,000 CFS uh, <laughs> high water line <laughs> yeah and and there is this uh, uh, mythological 300,000 CFS thing uh, <laughs> And every once in a while, I swear you could see it. Every sometimes you can see a high water line in there. It's really high, and you go, "Oh my wow. lord!" And you start to I, wrap your head around that. Yeah, wow. and I have heard about the uh, 180,000 CFS event, you know, and I think that's the stuff that we would see on occasion. Uh, I'm not so sure about that 300,000 thing, but <laughs> but anyway, it's a legend. <laughs> so you know, Tori, Tori would be kind of angling for that that whatever that was, you know. Um, uh, but Tori would. Tori was the snake lady. She would. Uh, it would seem like every day or every other day, she would. We'd hear this. <laughs> and what is it, Tori? Snake. Snake. <laughs> She'd come into a snake. One time, my boss, Chris, uh, my my crew chief, Chris, was hanging off the uh, uh, ledge. Uh, we were um, down at. Uh, oh man, it was a hot time of year. This was this was in the fall, I think, and. Uh, we were all still getting to know each other, and we were at uh, Furnace Flats, an aptly named place, very <laughs> wide and open, lots of black rock. Yeah. And uh, Chris is hanging by his fingernails, ready to drop down on a uh, from from one terrace onto another. I'm standing right above him. We're all going down, and Chris is the first to go. And uh, it's not a far drop, you know, three feet. But then Chris is about ready to let go, and he looks down. And he looks back up at me. He says, "Hey, Jonathan, grab my hands." There's a buzzworm right underneath me. Oh, wow. There's a rattlesnake right underneath where we were about to go. <laughs> so lots of stuff like that. Um, the one thing that really kind of uh, uh, sticks out in my mind of all those little kind of daily events was just a small, a small thing. Um, one day we were uh, surveying along and we got to a place where we bottlenecked. Uh, where we had to all kind of come together and just kind of walk, march, uh, one behind the other. Uh, we were on a, uh, on a narrow ledge above the river. We were kind of in that midsection of the river again, not quite into the uh, inner gorge, but uh, uh, still very enclosed space. Uh, and we were in the Tapit sandstone, very ledgy sandstone, right above the river, so right on top of the water. And it's just so quiet in that stretch of river you could hear a pin drop Mm. the air is still Um, you know a feather from an osprey 
touching uh, touching upon the kissing the river would set off this calamitous <laughs> noise, you know. It was that still, Beautiful. that quiet. So we're walking along the tapetes, and uh, uh, the river's below us probably about 20 feet, and uh, we got a fairly narrow edge, and uh, every now and again we get a um, an overhang above us, uh, but it's often pretty open. So we're, we were walking along this, uh, under this overhang for a while, and then into this open area, and then I was in the lead, I think, and I was just starting to get into an overhang. And we heard, in all the silence, thud. Or maybe thump. That's better. Thump. <laughs> and it was right behind Chris, our crew chief. He was the third in line. And we turned, and we all, we all turned and looked. It was the sound. Thump. Thump. And there, right behind Chris, was this fist-sized rock it was that had buried itself into the into the into the sand the sandy ledge you know <laughs> just just like just cratered itself there like that and we looked up and w- hundreds of feet up we could see a, a trickle <laughs> a trickle of <laughs> quartz <laughs> you know feldspar <laughs> dust <laughs> You Not know. water. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, <laughs> just that was it. You know, it wasn't a tumult of rocks or anything like a cascade of. of it was just one rock. It was. It was. It was death sitting just down. Just enough to smash your brain case. You know, sitting down <laughs> next to Chris, Carlos Castaneda style. You know, cross-legged and smiling. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that, did, that's, that's so walking and Did any more come down? Did you guys have to book out of there? No, but we uh no, no. In that case, okay. no. It was nothing. That was yeah. that was that was it. Nothing except for a rock that, that could have killed was, that was any the, three that, of you. that you know, I could have just drilled Chris through the <laughs> easy or any one of us. Yeah. Any one of us could have yeah. bought it right then and there. <laughs> Something as mun- as mundane as a fist-sized rock yeah. in the Grand Canyon, wow. coming down from a ledge up above. Feet above, man. So little things, little things like that, um, surveying along, um, and maybe those really kind of segue quite naturally or easily into the place. Um, uh, the. Uh, uh, and by the place, I mean anything that includes animals. I mean, we saw lots of wildlife. We had some pretty incredible wildlife encounters there. Um, uh, uh, nothing, nothing deadly, um, but some, but some pretty amazing and, and cool uh, things. Uh, one, some of that wildlife was, you know, bighorn sheep and big critters like that. Um, uh, but of course, we can shrink down to the size of a. The teeny tiny, um, a friend of mine, uh, one of the crew chiefs in there, was uh, uh, was bitten by a, uh, a black widow, mm-hmm. we think, uh, and his arm swole up, um, and uh, he damn near lost his arm wow. because of that. He we got out of the river, we got out of there just in time for him to get to the hospital, and they said if he had been just a, 
half day later, he could have lost it. So, uh, you know, little things like that. Um, but uh, the same fellow, Pete, he and I one day, it was toward the, this is toward the end of the project, and uh, um, uh, we're, we're winding things down. It's the, uh, this is April. It's the eighth trip through. Uh, we're, uh, we're kind of winding things up. We stop for uh, a day to work at a large uh, delta. Um, there's a larger set of sites on this delta in the lower canyon where the things are very open, uh, where uh, we don't feel hemmed in, you know, like we do do in the inner gorge. It's very, uh, we can see for miles and miles. We actually have uh, uh, horizons, you know, uh, which is, which at times is wonderful. You know, it's, ah, thank goodness we're Outside out Outside the claustrophobia. <laughs> Flowers are just exploding man the ocotillo you know these strange spindly uh, plants from the uh, uh, the lower Sonoran or even Mojave desert are there you know uh, and and they have these it's like these uh, long uh, uh, spindly uh, uh, fingers sticking up six feet eight feet ten feet into the air with little uh, explosions of red at their fingertips beautiful uh, yeah That's the cool. ocotillo and 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 uh, thick was the smell of uh, of sand verbena. Oh my gosh, we were drunk on sand verbena. This white <laughs> flower on the uh, uh, on the beaches of the of the river. Um, so uh, uh, really a nifty place to do uh, field work. My buddy Pete and I were lucky because uh, uh, this was a day where we needed to do some a bunch of work on that place, but. Sometimes you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So uh, a couple of us crews got uh, a day off, or we actually we were asked to do f- paperwork, you know, uh, you know, follow. And we all had notes that we had to follow up on. So Pete and I did our f- paperwork and uh, fin- basically tidied things up by uh, late morning. So what to do in the Grand Canyon <laughs> on a half day off? Uh, well, we're going hiking. Uh and uh, we asked one of our uh, river runner friends to row us across the river. And, um, and uh, uh, John, the river runner, does that. He takes us across. And uh, there's another delta across, right across the river from us, and uh, mouth of a, a nifty little drainage coming out there, a lot smaller than what we were uh, working on across. And um, uh, so we, we start hiking up that drainage. And we get into, and it's a gorgeous day. It's spring, right? Mm-hmm. It's April. It's warm. We're in our shorts. Uh, we got just our t-shirts. We got Tevas on. That's it. You know, no, no. F- f- screw the lobster no suits. Lobster you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of that stuff. We're we're, we're 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 on the other side of this project. We're in the last days, and uh, we're starting to bronze up. You know, we're becoming gods. <laughs> you know, we're feeling it. The river gods. And. Uh, so, so we're and, and it's and, and and we've chosen a beautiful place to go hiking. We get into this amazing set of narrows, this limestone narrows. Uh, the, the drainage quickly narrows up. We had no, we 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 weren't anticipating that. Almost like a slot canyon. Yeah, it becomes slot. It became yeah. a slot canyon, mm-hmm. and so we're going up through the slot canyon, hauling ourselves up through this thing, cool. and, and you know checking it out and 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 moving on up. And we go for several. We go for several miles, you know, and sit down, have lunch, and turn around and 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 come back and. Uh, 
not really happy about that, you know, because we're <laughs> just in this great place, you know, and, and away from 18 other people, right? You know, uh, but anyway, we, we, we get back to the uh, to the uh, river, and our our, our, our our river guide there is, John is there, he's reading a book, you know, and he's all chilled out and stuff, and we row, row across the river and get back into camp, and I go up the beach, it's a sandy, sandy, well, sandy beach, of course, right, and sand climb this uh, uh, dune and get to my tent and uh, uh, unzip the tent, get in, and I'm in there probably writing in my journal uh, uh, or reading or maybe some combination thereof, just a little quiet time in the tent. I greet some of the people that come in, drift in from recording the site, you know, and we shoot the bull for a little bit, drink a beer. Then my buddy Pete comes up. He has tents down there closer to the uh, boats. And he wanders up through the heavy scent of sand verbena and all that. And he gets up to my tent, and I could tell something's kind of wrong. He's, he's kind of pale. And he gets up to the, and I said, what's up, Pete? And he says, have you looked across the river? And I have to say that we're camped at, you know, we're camped at a delta, so there's a big riffle there. And so we can't, the din of the river, it's going, you know, it's, it's heavy noise, you know. You look across the river, and uh, it's unreal because there's no sound to accompany the power that we're seeing. There's this huge, huge flash flood. We could see boulders <laughs> coming down through the water and into the river, splashing. And there's no sound for that because it's covered over by the rest of the river, the, ambi- the ambient river sound, right? But it's huge. It's boulder. This coming down, the drainage that we were just in an hour, maybe two earlier. And the thing was, Tom, it's a beautiful day, right? No rain anywhere. No rain anywhere. There's no rain anywhere. But you look around us, and there in the landscape all around us, you know, we're in this red world. The red world is rimmed with white. And it's a gorgeous, warm day. And all that water has, all that snow up, up, (laughs) miles away from us has melted. There's no snow down where we, there's no rain, no nothing. It's cloudless. It melted. And if Pete and I had been in there, I, you wouldn't we be here wouldn't today. be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let this, let this be a warning. Yeah. To, so uh, so what's, the, what's the warning? What, what's the warning to your fellow field work or, uh, ologists out there? Uh, always, always, <laughs> always be ready for the... Uh, uh, the little things, the, it's the little things, and and you know of course the big things too. But uh, if you're in the field, it's the it, the little things can get you, and uh, uh, sometimes uh, those little things might seem little at well, little things at first, right? Yeah. You know, not not thinking to uh, look at the rim and think <laughs> about snow melt. Maybe it's yeah. <laughs> Look for a spider. Uh, look, for, think about rocks. <laughs> Maybe your numbers up. <laughs> F- 
field, folks, it could be you next. That's man. right. It's the little things. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. My Cheers. pleasure. Cheers. Thanks thank for you, the Tom. stories. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fieldwork, Misadventures at the Edge of Science. And big thanks to Jonathan Till for sharing his stories about doing fieldwork in the Grand Canyon for this episode, and to Wild Edge Brewing Collective for allowing us to record in their tasting room. Fieldwork is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more about KSJD on our website at ksjd.org. And this podcast is also supported by Mesa Verde Country and the Colorado Tourism Office through its Restart Destinations program. If you want to learn more about the archaeology of the Four Corners, don't miss another podcast from KSJD called Mesa Verde Voices. It does an excellent job of discussing the prehistory of the area through the lens of contemporary perspectives from the indigenous people whose ancestors lived that history. You can find the Mesa Verde Voices podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The theme music for Fieldwork is from Genuine Cowhide. You can and should listen to their incredible tunes on Spotify. I'm Tom Yoder, reminding you that timing is everything, so use your time well.